Hello and welcome back to Tradie Business School, the podcast where we have uh, real conversations and give you practical tips on how you can run your trade or contracting business more enjoyably, profitably and easily. I am Miranda Hill. Welcome back to those of you that have listened to our previous episodes. Today, I'm going to be talking to you about how to take 10 to 20 days off extra this year. That's right. How to take 10 to 20 days off this year. What would you do if you could have 10 days off this year? Sit with that a moment. Is that something that you'd like to have time off and for your business to still run, for your income to still roll in? 10 days, 240 hours. What would you do with that? We'll unpack this a little bit further. I'm going to share my three steps, three simple steps that you can take to achieve this today. Wherever you're tuning in from in the world, uh, thank you. i uh, love to have these conversations with you. Keep the feedback coming. I'm hearing all sorts of uh, comments and people saying that uh, they love I love these episodes and uh, so we keep them coming. So if you want any suggestions for what you'd love to hear, please send it on through. So 10 days, 240 hours. To achieve that, that is only 80 hours if you're thinking about it in an eight-hour day. 10 days off is 80 hours of time that you must reclaim back at an eight-hour day if you're working an eight-hour day. Now, I get that many of you are working more than the eight-hour day. For the purposes of today's conversation, let's assume eight-hour days, 80 hours. So between now and Christmas or the end of this year, if you claim back two hours per week between now and Christmas, you've done it. You've got your 10 days off. Success is denied by lack of attention to time. Great quote. Success is denied by lack of attention to time. So time will slip through our fingers. Time uh, is something that we all get gifted on a daily basis and it expires at the end of that day. If you're looking at how much time we all get per day. Richard Branson, Elon Musk, Steve Jobs, when he was still with us, all had 24 hours in a day. It is the choices and the attention that we pay to the time that we are gifted in this lifetime that determine our success. And if we don't choose to pay attention to our time, then it slips away. Anyone said, oh, time, I don't know where time went. Well, time will go. You know where time went. It's to the past. That's where it went. And if you don't choose to use it, you will never get it back. So we must pay attention to our time. We must nerd out over it. We must study it. We must notice it. And we must make different choices about it. And if you are someone who would love to have 10 days off by the end of this year, to uh, be willing to take on the challenge of looking to reclaim two hours per week between now and then to get that 80 hours, then... These are the three simple steps that you must take to get that time off that you want. So let's jump in. The first step is to analyze. Analyze. Step one, analyze. Analyze first. First and foremost, you must study 
where your time is going. As I said, nerd out of it, over it. And we've got an amazing tool, the task audit. Um, put a comment somewhere around uh, this podcast if you would like it. You can jump into our free group, Tradies and General Contractors Global. Uh, we will and, and put a message up there as well. We will happily send you through uh, our tool, the task audit. The task audit is a super simple tool where basically you are going to record where your time goes on a daily basis. I have talked about this before. Barry and I have talked about it in previous episodes. If you're hearing this again and you still haven't done it, then perhaps this is a message that might tip you over the edge and get you to take action. Really, it should be. Uh, every one of you that have listened to us talk about the task at audit before, and if you have not yet done it, please ask yourself why not because it is a proven method to discovering where your time is going, gives you the ability to make decisions. It is the first thing that I get all clients to do to look at where their time is going. So do the task audit. Task audit, you will uh, over a, a one to two week period record everything that you are doing. I recommend 15 minute increments and then uh, obviously in your work day, you don't need to record how many hours you or minutes you spent watching Netflix, although uh, probably it is more likely that you fall asleep whilst watching Netflix after long hours on the tools and busy days. That dark till dusk uh, lifestyle is very, very common. I get it, especially now that in the Southern Hemisphere down here in Australia, winter is setting in. It's getting dark at 5.30 at the time of recording this, which is probably only a few weeks, a week or two away as it goes through, how these podcasts go through and get uh, produced. But at the time I'm recording this, it's getting dark at about 5.30. Dawn till dark, very, very common. It's the dark till dark, probably dark till dark. So record everything that you are doing every day in your working hours in 15-minute increments. What you're going to do then is mark down the frequency that you do it. Is this a once-off task? Is this something you do on a daily basis? When you've done this for a period of time, I recommend two weeks, then you're going to analyze your time. Pretty quickly, you're going to start noticing some patterns of the things that perhaps you are doing that you shouldn't be doing, things that you could ask somebody else to do. We get you to put it through what's called DOCS, D-O-C-S, Delegate, outsource, continue or stop. So you'll just analyze what you're doing. Uh, I like to group it together into common areas. So if it's marketing type things, if they're quoting, what else could you be doing on the tools? There might be particular particular things, administrative invoicing, those sorts of things. You'll mark it whether it's something that you could delegate. It does not mean that you must be able to delegate it right there in that moment. It may mean that you need to train somebody or upskill somebody so that they are able to do the thing that you are going to delegate to them. However, if uh, it is something that you could delegate, I want you to mark it as delegate. Outsource is another one of those things. Like, for example, your bookkeeping, sometimes social media, those sorts of things that are one-off tasks. They're not done um, regularly. They're a, a specific sort of task you could outsource out of your business. Is doing that yourself the highest and best use of your time? Is that something you could outsource? Mark that off. If you want to continue doing it and you know that that's a good decision to keep doing it, continue or stop. So analyze your time. Now, it is a PDF printout. It is something that I know personally when I've done it, and I recommend this to uh, clients, 
is to carry it around as a piece of paper. It may mean that you've got to print off a couple of them, staple them together, shove them in the front seat of your truck or ute and uh, scribble on it every time you do something throughout the day, in and out of jobs, those things. Keep it handy. You may wish to put it into an Excel spreadsheet later or digitalize it, or maybe you just want to open something like a Google Keep file, uh, Evernote, note if you're on an Apple phone, something, put a table in there and just note it digitally. Whatever you do, just keep it handy. Uh, personally, even though I love digital things, I hand write it. I just keep it, kept it on my desk and wrote on it all of the time. So that's it. Analyze first. Step two, organize. Organize. Then you've got to sort, categorize, group, um, and, and think about what you're going to do with your time now you've got this data. So categorize things together, as I said before, are they marketing tasks, are they financial, are they administrative, are they people management, are they quoting, invoicing, group them together. Maybe you're going out and traveling to quote people, group them together and then start time blocking those things you wish to continue and look at more um, efficiencies around how you could do those things, block them together. There is a train of this, not a train of thought, it's, it's been a proven fact that every time uh, we start a task, get interrupted and have to restart it, we have to backtrack a number of steps. It's like 10 steps forward, we get interrupted, we take three or four backwards or maybe two, and then we have to uh, bring ourselves back up to speed again before we then start making progress. We get interrupted again, we go backwards a little bit and we reset. So, for example, something that might take you four hours would take six with a number of interruptions. So it is looking at time blocking and uh, setting boundaries around that time for yourself. It is scheduling that in your diary, making commitments to yourself And it is communicating with those that need to be communicated with around those time blocks in your scheduling, letting people know that you're going to be working on X, Y, and Z for a period of time, making sure that they're set up for success whilst they cannot get in in touch with you. Set the rules around what interruptions are for. I used to often say to my kids, uh, you know, I'm doing X, Y, and Z, and unless you're bleeding, vomiting, or the house is on fire, please don't interrupt me. So think very carefully about what you need to communicate with your team, what you deem as an emergency that is able to be interrupted for. Communicate that and let them know and empower them to make a couple of decisions whilst you're working on whatever it is you're going to work on. Allocate and discuss things. Um, maybe you will uh, put together weekly team meetings and schedule and, and block things on a regular, um, a regular pattern in terms of, so you're not doing things on an ad hoc, willy nilly type of time frame or schedule. I know many, many business owners that are so busy doing the do that they are more reactionary than responsive and they will react all day and do what comes top to mind or whatever feels most urgent. Whatever fire is burning the brightest in their day, they will go to that and do those things. So really think about how you can add some structure and order to the things that you've decided to continue doing. Then the third step, most importantly, is to do, to do. You can do all of this recording of your time, knowing where it's going, organizing without doing it, implementing your plan. 
then nothing really matters. All you've done is made yourself feel good, stroked your ego and wasted time. You must do something with what you've discovered in terms of uh, the plan that you have in place. Implement it. This is where the rubber hits the road. It's what actually happens. You must do something. You know, where our attention goes, our energy flows and our results will show. More deeply though, those are pretty pretty easy things, really. Analyze your time, organize it, and do something about it, right? More deeply, let's consider the choices that you're making. And one of the most powerful questions that I uh, ask myself regularly is, is this the highest and best use of my time right now? What choice am I making about where to invest my time, this precious thing I'll never get back again. And if you're looking at reclaiming and wanting to strive towards having that 10 days off by the end of the year, look at the choices you're making. Get honest with yourself. Are you making a series of excuses? Are you telling yourself stories? Are you indulging yourself in excuse and story? Are you avoiding responsibility for the results you are not getting? Really think about what it is that you're telling yourself, what choices you're making. Perhaps you may be making great choices. That's great. It's really important, though, to know that as part of the human condition, we are brilliant at making a series of excuses, sometimes super elegant excuses that cover up as really good justifications why we're doing something a certain way. So just go underneath the layer of that and go, really, is this the highest and best of use of my time? The second thing thinking about is what are the boundaries that you are setting? I see this all of the time. So many of the private clients I work with, with clients in trading business school, we often explore boundary setting. It is something that we carry through from our childhood. We are often not great at setting boundaries and it is one of the most powerful things that you can do. I touched on it earlier when I was talking about step two. Your biggest threat is your inability to say no. It is this core need to feel um, worthy and wanted and needed that I see so often, especially in trades and contractors, but all business owners, all of the business owners I work with, even outside trades, uh, it is the ability to say no because we want to feel wanted. We need to feel wanted and to feel important. And for more, most often, so many I, I, I work with are, who am I when I'm not wanted? Their identity of who they are becomes so enmeshed with their business that to say no is a shock to the core. Uh, So often it is, I've got to say yes to all of these things because I need to feel needed. And I believe sometimes um, I'm the best person to do this. So your biggest threat is your inability to say no. Look at the boundaries you're setting and work on saying no. And I would suggest my top tip here is if you know that you're one of those person, people, persons, people that are a yes person and you say yes to everything, then I would practice with smaller things to begin with and make the decision to say no to it. So what I would do and I would recommend is thinking through your day something that you know that you frequently say yes to, that you know you should say no to, and plan and script and plan for what to say next, even rehearse it aloud. Rehearse the saying no. Next time somebody asks me to X, Y, and Z, I'm going to say no and, and plan that out. Because it is when uh, when things are planned, we are able to access that plan more easily. So there we go. The other question I would ask is, what are you avoiding? 
avoidance is so prevalent. It is so uh, normal. It uh, There's no exception to the rule as human beings. We avoid stuff. Ask yourself, what am I avoiding? What am I avoiding today in this moment? Because it is uh, pretty much 99% of the time, the thing that you are avoiding or resisting that is the thing that is probably the highest and best use of the time. So what are you avoiding? It is not that we have too little time to do the things we need to do. It's that we feel we need to do too many things in the time that we have. So your goal is to go and find two hours per week. That's if you're up for it, of course. Your goal is to go and find two hours per week. That's all. Are you up for it? You know the answer to that. If you want that 10 days off, I would say yes. Let me know in the comments, uh, send, us a, send us a message. We're always uh, keeping an ear out for messages and things, uh, insights, results that you've got here at Trading Business School. So I would love to hear from you. That's it for today on this episode. Thank you so much for joining me. And until uh, the next episode, goodbye for now. 